The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil! You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pocket Neverlanders and sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think up your hat hat. Jeez. I'm going to make myself cough doing that. I was trying to be cute and clever, but that didn't work. Okay. Sound like an old man <laughs> gasping for uh, air. I was trying to give this overdramatic age your hap- hap- happiest thought. <laughs> and let's fly away to Neverland as soon as I, uh, I'm breathing again. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, guess what? You, that's the Windy Nerd. Hi, Heather. Hi. See, I brought my wife along today to fly with us. because It's been a while. It's been a while because we had a fun conversation we were having at lunch. And I decided that, you know what, that's uh, that's going to be our fun episode for the day. I have been thinking, you know, it's Valentine's Day weekend, but by the time you listen to it, Valentine's Day weekend will be over. Yeah. And I did have, yeah. I'm did. i still going to come back to a topic idea that I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm borrowing from PlayStation Access. It's real great if you like to play video games and you like the PlayStation. Uh, they had this thing of your video game boyfriends. And I thought, well, what about video game girlfriends? And Eric and I will probably have that conversation. I think we'll have a good time with that one. But obviously Eric's not here this time. Uh, he, he probably would be available if I bugged him. He's he's had a, having a pretty good three-day weekend. Apparently, he went to California. Mm. He's already flown nice. back. Uh, but we're going to have Eric back on the show very, very soon. I know. Uh, but I thought this fun conversation that we were having at lunch would be fun to share with y'all. But well, kind uh, of that conversation led to our conversation. Yeah, it kind of yeah. did. Kind of did. And even when I was talking to you while I was in the shower and you were sitting on the, in the bathroom, you know. Uh, you know, we had a conversation while I was kind of showering, like, oh, hey, because I was talking about video game stuff, and you, I said, would you be able to come up with video game boyfriends? And we couldn't come up with any for you, but... I don't play enough video games to come up with Yeah, and, but we did have a conversation about, you know, we started with Disney princesses and then Disney heroines, and we talked about some things we like about them and some favorites, and we didn't really get a compiled list of favorites, but it could be a fun conversation. And so we're just going to dive right into that later. But uh, before we get into that, we do, of course, have some some news to talk about. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. So the first thing I want to get into, because this thing that I think I'm... Is it the thing I'm most excited about? I don't know. Maybe. But, okay, so CBS, and I should have... I should have, uh set for CBS to record the entire interview, because there was only a snippet that CBS released of sitting down with Mr. Harrison Ford. Yay! And it's a good conversation about uh, how he considers fans now to be more customers that, you know, hey, these guys are coming to my business, and so I owe them to doing good, which I think is a good attitude. But I don't know that he's always had, because it seems like he didn't really want to do much with the fans before with Star Wars. Like, oh, all the but. Coming back to Roland, I don't think he just he likes playing Indiana Jones more than he does Han Solo. And my, I, from what I'm observing, that's what I think. But he's sitting there talking, and he gets asked about what it's like to return to a character and what the difficulty is. And he, he says the difficulty is really trying to not look silly in you know tight pants, which is and funny. high heels and, and high yeah, heels, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. But he says in two months I'm coming back to play Indiana Jones. So we knew Indy Five was coming. Yeah, they started filming in two months, which. I'm taking that as April, because, you know, this interview would be, probably happened yeah, in February, so that would be April. Mid, Mid-April, yeah. Yay! 
Yeah. No, I, I, I liked it too, the, um, you know, him saying that about the fans and sometimes, I don't know, I just, I feel like in the, the artistic entertainment world that there's become a, an attitude of this is the art, this is the movie that you need as opposed to something that we would want as a, you know, as a consumer, as, as people who enjoy entertainment and yeah. enjoy the arts. And that's kind of, I think that's ruined some, some, maybe some good ideas, but he's always seemed to be a little introverted to me. Yeah, he's, he's very quiet and stuff, but. Yeah, uh, you know, not, not wanting to be out there so much with the fans, like maybe because he didn't. He just wants to know. fly his planes and let, be left yeah. alone. But I, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I'm an introvert. Like I get, I get wanting your, your private time and your personal, you know, space and all. I get that. Yeah. But I do appreciate that we know nothing other than the fact it's Indiana Jones 5. And that's enough for Surprise us, honestly. Me until yeah. they reveal a title at some point, just to yeah. tease me a little bit, you know, build the excitement for me slowly. Just no aliens. I mean, inter- interdimensional beings. Yeah, please. Yeah. And no more Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. There were some. There's a lot to. I still had fun with I that did, fourth I movie. Hate him. I, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't hate the movie, but yeah, there's. It's problematic. But um, yeah, but I'm ready to forget it and move on to Indy Five. Yeah, if they can so. capture the feel of the first three, then I think they're going to be in a good place. That yeah. fourth and one just... And please tell me Spielberg is... I'm pretty sure Spielberg's coming along. Because right? you so. can't do it without Spielberg. Yeah. I don't know who came along for story. I don't know if they talked to George at all. I haven't heard anything about like that. I don't I know. Can... Maybe, maybe it's okay if George is but not But you have to have Spielberg. Yeah. And Spielberg has worked with Disney. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see Spielberg coming along. And because he did that BFG movie, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed... I thought yeah. it was an adorable movie. I, I you know, I, I don't have anything bad to say about that movie. I thought it was fun. So, other things coming back is Emilio Estevez is coming back. Uh, now, I vaguely remember the Mighty Ducks movies. I think vaguely, I just, yeah. I watched each one maybe once. And I only watched bad. the first one. I only watched the first one. The second one was it was still good. I mean, they're they're fun. I know there's some big fans for it, and it was enough of big fandom that they made that cartoon, which I didn't watch. But there are some people I've noticed who are excited that Emilia Estevez is coming back as there's going to be a Mighty Ducks series on Disney+. And it will follow up after the the show. Okay. So I don't know that Emilio Estevez is coaching the team again. Maybe so. Uh, but it, this is from Variety. It says, The new Mighty Ducks is set in present-day Minnesota, where the Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan, Brady Noon, is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom, Alex, Lauren Graham, set out to build their own ragtag team, ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-cost culture of competitive youth sports. Wait, what? So, the Mighty Ducks have become what they were fighting against? Apparently... Okay, but I, th- I, that is feasible, though. Yeah, I mean it is feasible because you see this happen. They win championships in two different movies. Yeah, I mean you see this or happen with with you know uh, clubs and whatever that they're kind of under, and then they get to be the the adult. You know, they're not the adult; they're, they're underdogs, and then they then they're the the big dogs, <clears throat> and then they kind of forget where they they came from. You know, I can see that. Well, uh, this is coming from ABC Signature Studios and Steve Brill, who created the original franchise, is on board as co-creator. Executive producer Josh Goldsmith and Kathy Uspa are also co-creators and are set to show run. James Griffiths and Michael Spiller will serve as executive producers uh, with Griffiths directing. George Heller and Brad Petragala of Brillstein or Brillstein and Entertainment Partners and Jordan Kerner also serve as non-writing executive producers. So it's coming, and you know I'll I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a look at it. Why not? You know, it could be fun because I I do remember enjoying the two movies. I'm just I guess I don't watch a whole lot of sport movies. I'm, sports or, movies you know, has never been my big yeah. It's not like my big thing. thing. I mean, but they were fun. They were enjoyable yeah. movies. I don't know. So. I, I just watched it the one time, and I just don't really remember enjoying it all that much. But once again, like I mean. Yeah. I, I, the sports movies just have never been yeah. a big thing but for I, me. But I did, I did have fun with those movies. I, mm-hmm. They are, they are good movies. Yeah. Uh, so Guy Ritchie, who directed the live-action Aladdin, is coming back to do an, another Aladdin movie. And right now they're kind of thinking about trying to inter- integrate some of the uh, other Thousand uh, One Arabian Nights tales, which you're going to stick Aladdin into stories they weren't there. But I guess they kind of did it because they did have like the, him with the 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 thieves. Mm-hmm. The Forty Thieves. Uh, personally, you know, their one of their biggest home video successes was Return of Jafar. Mm-hmm. I would almost think that they would maybe 
play with that, but a lot of people did not like the actor who played Jafar. Personally, I didn't think the movie was that good anyway. I, I'm, I'm not... Well, the sequels, I don't know. It just, it just didn't really hold up to me as well as the original. Oh, the, Return, the, I did watch Return of, of the Jafar. cartoon, the cartoon so, ones. Return of Jafar yeah. was pretty good. I do remember watching it uh, on, a, on a bus trip. Um, big long thing, but you know, it made enough Mooney, uh, Mooney, it made Mooney. enough Mooney, made enough <laughs> Moolah, I guess, to warrant them doing a sequel. But I, I'm, I can't, I'm, I don't see myself going to it because I wasn't that impressed with it. No, the best I, part was the Prince Ali scene, that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm, yeah. And some of the dance number things were good. That's, I think, maybe I don't know, the, the friend like me scene just it didn't work for me. I, I didn't, but there was so much of Will Smith, and I think I said that when we yeah. talked about it. There's so much of uh, not Will Smith. There's so much of, um, oh, <laughs> what's this? and Will the Smith guy, is entertaining as himself. Will Smith is entertaining as himself, but trying to make him like Robin Williams, yeah, that's that's the mistake. You because you, you can't yeah. you can't duplicate Robin Williams. Yeah, well, you just can't. And I, I don't I don't think they tried to duplicate Robin Williams, but it so much of what Robin Williams had done is what made Friend Like Me work, and it, it yeah. just didn't work for me. But I think they did a great job with the Prince Ali parade. Yes. I loved that. That was And great. the ending was fun when they all come out like a cat and curtain call and dance, mm-hmm. you know. There's some good stuff in there. There's some fun stuff in there, yeah. But, I don't know, overall, I was just like, yeah, it's okay. I'd rather go watch the animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, now, but here I, comes the sequel, but I'm going to I would be okay with maybe... Maybe, like, you know, uh, pull another story from, you know, the Arabian Nights, you know, Thousand One Arabian Nights. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, but I want want animated, really. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Because they might, I don't don't know, I'll see, you know, if if they, if I see something good, but their Aladdin to me was, their character, their guy, their... He was boring. Like Sinbad the Sailor, I think the last time, when did they do that? Like it was yeah. stop motion, claymation, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I would rather that they could... did that instead of, oh, it's Aladdin and Sinbad yeah. the Sailor. Don't, I don't, I'd rather they didn't yeah. do that. I'd rather they just do a Sinbad the Sailor. Go ahead, do those stories. That'd be cool. I'd like to see them, but I don't, I don't oh, let me Aladdin maybe... and Jasmine thrown into it for giggles. Or maybe like, you know, Will Smith is telling the story as the genie. And go I from there. I could go with that. I and could like, go with that. Because, you know, they kind of set him up as the storyteller at the beginning of that one. Yeah. And maybe this is another story. I could get behind that, but mm-hmm. I don't need Aladdin and Jasmine in the story. Yeah. No, it would be a different. different uh, so, we'll story. see. But I'm I'm not entirely big with Guy Ritchie and really with much of what he's done anyway. Uh, I mean. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mr. Madonna. Anyway, okay, anyway, moving, on, moving on. on. All right, so now we're going to dive into non-Disney. And I'll, let me get this just out of the way first because this has been the talk of social media. We've got a look at Robert Pattinson and some test footage in his bat suit. And I'm going to have the unpopular opinion to say I'm not that impressed. The suit kind of looks neat, and I like they've done some different things with it and kind of technological. And there's stuff in the, in the, in the bat symbol that people are questioning if it looks like it would have pieces of the gun that killed his parents, which to me is completely bonkers I, I, yeah, I of an idea so one. i'm gonna say no because would you want to wear something that killed your parents no and how would he even get a hold of that gun now, i don't I, know I, just, I didn't really like the the look of it it's a little too much i guess i like the batman with the smooth you know bat symbol yeah like that i i and i i, I did like the christian bale suit because i liked the realism to it uh-huh. that they were yeah. trying to take an idea and this one i think they were trying to go that way uh the collar is a different t- a take Mm-hmm. He had kind of a collar when you look, but that I think they've done that because now that cover, you know, hides his neck and he it looks like he's got freedom of movement for his head. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea. But somehow or other, the mask, I don't know, the mask between that and Robert Pattinson's face somehow didn't, he didn't look, I mean, because Robert Pattinson, I could see him as a Bruce Wayne. I could totally mm-hmm. see that. But somehow or other, the bat suit didn't look right on him. And see, I, I didn't really see much wrong with that. Actually, I've seen some of the other Batmans that have worn the suit, when I look at they're, you know, like the lower part of their face coming out of the mask. Like, it looks weirder to me. Yeah. Than, that was an unfortunate thing it, with Christian Bale as they made the mouth area too small. Too and I small. guess it would hide features, but it, it made him look puckered up. He was like... <laughs> it, it, uh, and, Christian Bale was a good Batman. Yeah, he was a pretty... You know? You know, I didn't like... I didn't care for the, the voice thing he did. I, I appreciate what he was doing, though. Yeah, you're trying to but hide your voice. But it gets hard to listen to after a while. When he starts having complete sentence, you're staying against crime. In Gotham City, I that got so horrible. Mm. As good as the movies were, him trying to do that voice and he had to breathe, it was would terrible. It, it might have been better if he had like a voice little modulator or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with what to, they did with Ben Affleck, yeah, had it with a voice modulator, Kinda. which I thought was weird. I still, I Kevin Conroy, I, I you, I'm, you're just not going to beat the camera. 
Michael Keaton did a good thing, a cool thing with his voice, but Kevin Conroy perfected the difference between, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne, and I'm Batman. And it was just bringing, as he talked about in, in an interview, it's that darker corner of a man's personality. And he mm -hmm. just brought his voice down. It was more stern. And if you find a, a live-action actor who can do that, maybe Robert Pattinson will pull that off. Mm -hmm. If he pulls that off, I'm sold. Mm -hmm. But... Kevin, you're not Kevin Conroy. I know. It's hard for those of us Kevin who, Conroy, who, who grew up. Well, I grew up like we were teens, tweens, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the time. I was high school uh, age in the anime series. It was kind of like Michael Keaton was our first Batman for our generation. Well, now he wasn't and my then, first Batman. I was watching um, well, uh, uh, oh, Adam, uh, Adam West, West yeah, yeah. when I was a kid. Well, for like, I'm saying like for our generation, it came out for our generation. For, for yeah. live action yeah. movies. Yeah, so you have, you have Michael Keaton and then you had Kevin Conroy, who's followed up, you know, shortly after yeah. that with the animated series. Like that was and our I Batman. still like Val Kilmer as Batman. I love Val Kilmer. I love, you know, cause, because Val Kilmer. We just love Val Kilmer. I love Val Kilmer. So him as Batman, I was cool with because, mm -hmm. you know, Michael Keaton, he's someone you cast because you want a really good Bruce Wayne. And someone mm -hmm. who could really play that. And he made a pretty decent <clears throat> Batman. Yeah. No, Val I Kilmer like is the guy you cast because you're used to seeing him play some action. You can more believe him as Batman. Mm -hmm. And Christian Bale, I think he made a pretty good Batman. Mm -hmm. I you know, I The voice. Yeah. Not, but Christian Bale is a good actor. Yeah. I mean, so. I didn't, Robert mind, Pattinson's I didn't mind Ben Affleck. As, I mean, I, that I've seen, yeah, like, I, I don't think movies, he was too bad. But as him a Batman. as Batman for everybody that was like, "Ew, Ben Affleck!" Well, I think he did fine. Yeah, he did okay. I think he, he did, did fine. He, he better, was better than some. He was actually, others. you know, he was because I'm just I'm not a big Ben Ben Affleck fan, but I mean, he yeah. he wasn't bad, mm -hmm. and the suit kind of looked cool. I mean, because they, they did it, it for fine. that thing. So yeah, you know, but the, that brings another thing. It's within ten years. Are we now on our like third Batman? Yeah, I don't know. It's, like, come on. But anyways, all right, let's move it on. Moving on. We'll get it, you know, give him some time. You know, we'll see what he looks like when they get a, a full teaser out instead of just a camera test. Mm -hmm. Although, I'm Michael Giacchino apparently doing music, and apparently the music we heard is some of the music he's been working on. And Michael Giacchino, he is almost like the next, I mean, he's he's studied under John Williams. He's, That's always a good sign. I love all his work on Incredibles. He's gotten to work on a lot of really great movies. He knows how to do a big movie. I want to hear what Michael Giacchino comes up with. And let him do a big Batman theme. That's something superhero movies, I feel, have, uh, I've been let down, is not many of them have that big superhero theme and yeah. moments to use it, other than Avengers has had some moments to be able to bring up. Because you can hear the Avengers theme in your head if I say something. But these new Spider-Man movies, can you think of what the theme of that is? Other than the fact that they maybe have sometimes copied the original 60s theme and done that instrumentally, a lot of these other new characters... There's not a big theme compared to, like, the last time I think we had a big theme for a character. Well, okay, the newer, um, uh, the Christian Bale Batman movies, you could, you got a music, there's a tone, but there wasn't a big theme compared to when you look like, when you hear the theme from the Spider-Man original Sam Raimi films, or the original Batman films, or Superman. Nothing that stands out. There's that, no standout like, themes. That catches so, your ear. Giacchino, unleash the Giacchino, because he can do a big... <laughs> I mean, because I say Incredibles, you know that too. Da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Chikino can do it. So let Chikino loose. Let him make a Batman theme. I'm sorry, my spit when I speak. Yes, you are. <laughs> I spit when I speak. I spit all. Oh, you've had spit on from me before. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, but moving on. So this I just found today. Jesse posted this to our Facebook page, and I was like, "Please tell me they're not teasing me." And I went to look at IMDb. We have a cast list for the Master of the Universe Revelation series that Kevin Smith is making. Ooh. So, uh, this isn't quite the order I originally saw them, but we'll just go through it. So, Dietrich Bader is Trapjaw. Dietrich Bader, he as much fun as he was. I loved him on uh, on the Drew Carey show. He's very funny. Even in oh, Napoleon okay, Dynamite, yeah. he's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. But him as a voice actor is really good, and he can use that good deep voice. He even made a good Batman on Batman the Brave and the Bold. I liked that series. It was fun. But he was it was more comedic, that series. It was fun, but he made a pretty good Batman for the style that they were doing. And so Dietrich Bader as Trapjaw. I'm excited. Kevin Conroy is Merman. You're looking at me. You don't know who Merman is. Merman is always like this. Okay. He was a big fish guy. Leon Cunningham is Man at Arms. I am not familiar with him. Susan Eisenberg is the Sorceress. Now, I'm going to look her up because she sounds familiar. Susan Eisenberg. I think she's done a lot of voices. Let's... Uh, wow. Uh, she's done some World of Warcraft. Injustice 2, she's the voice of Wonder Woman. Did she do the first Injustice as well? Uh, Wonder Woman TV series from 2013? Uh, I don't recall that at all. She, yeah, she was Wonder Woman in Injustice. Mass Effect 3, 
uh, a Golden Axe Beast Rider or Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. She was the voice of Shock T. Nice that was one video I was game. Uh, so some Command and Conquer, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. She was voice of Wonder Woman. So she's voiced a lot of Wonder Woman. That's probably where I know her from. Even the Justice League Unlimited. She was Wonder Woman. Okay, so she's been the voice we know really as Wonder Woman for years and years. That's cool. So she's the sorceress. I'm 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 pretty excited about that. That's pretty cool. Sarah Michelle Geller is Tila. I like that. Yay! Because I don't know if she's gotten to do much voice rest. Her husband though has gotten to be Star Wars now. Because hmm, um, nice. he was uh, Kanan, uh, and I know, I know she's like pointing at the next one. I know she's getting excited. excited next on the that. list, yes, Skeletor is Mark Hamill. Yeah, you know he's gonna do good. He's gonna be a great Skeletor. Yes. You blue-footed booby, uh-huh. which is a bird, by the way, y'all. Don't yeah. get you know, but he would call people oh, you boob, you yeah. stupid booby. I, that's Alan Oppenheimer. I heard he even came up with some of those himself. Which yeah. Alan Oppenheimer, by the way, yes, Moss Man, he's still there. Alan Oppenheimer, the original Skeletor. Uh, okay, but moving on. Lena Hetty as Evelyn. Now, Lena Hetty. Why do I know Lena Hetty? Uh, looks even familiar in the face. Let's see. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, she's Mandra Farah. She's a voice in the Dark Crystal Age go. of... Uh, I can't think of who Mandra Farah is. She's probably one of the Gelflings, though, I guess. Um, yeah, she's the one... Uh, is it the Stone in the Wood... Which is a, has a dark hair. Like she's one of the modders that sticks around oh, for like yes. the majority of the I time. I only watched it the one time, so yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I've lost how many times I've watched that over and over again. Oh, and she played Sarah Connor in the the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the Terminator TV series that I've watched like one or two episodes. Uh, she's got a lot of uh, different things that I, I don't think I watched, but uh, she's in Game of Thrones, but I haven't watched that. I played Guinevere in that Merlin TV miniseries. That's probably the one that had uh, Sam Neill as Merlin. Very, very cool. But all right, so we've seen some stuff with her before. But I knew I'd heard of her. Okay, Phil Lamar as Hero. All right, Phil Lamar. Heather's drawn a blank. Samurai Jack. Oh, okay. And so much more. Okay. Let's go. And uh, Phil Lamar, he used to be on Mad TV. He's very funny. Uh, he was on Mad TV. He would He would do all kinds of characters. But let's see. So, let me pull out some stuff. Oh, he's yeah, he's played Jon Stewart in Superman Red Sun. Uh, da, 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 da. He's, well, he's currently in that Harley Quinn uh, DC uh, network thingy, playing Black Manta. But where's fine stuff that you would know him from? Oh, he's been the Flash and the DC Superhero Girls. Uh, da, 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 da. The Supergirl, he's been popping up in that. Do, do, do. So, I mean, uh, some additional voices in Frozen 2. Oh, he did a Spider-Man TV series short, even. Um, trying to find stuff that I know you would have known him for. Because he's done lots of... Who oh, even got to voice Dormammu in a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I haven't gotten to play yet. I'm still in 2019. He does so much, so many voices, that it's, you know, getting all these... Getting back to stuff that I... Because there are other things I know that he's done that you would know. And yeah, in this, it's a sakiting when I'm scrolling down. Oh, he's played Lucius Fox before. Let me, I need to scroll down a lot further. Well, there was Samurai Jack when they brought it back, but yeah, yeah he's been Samurai Jack. Okay, that's fine. But, Samurai Jack is all you need to tell me. Like, I oh, got there you. he was Baxter Stockman in that the newer Ninja Turtles that Nickelodeon had as well. Uh, but yeah, there's all, he's done so many voices on so many different things. Uh, so that's oh wow, he even got to be Bail Organa on Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, he, well, he sounded just like uh, the original actor, even. That's that's pretty cool. There we go. Hermes. That's what I was looking for. Hermes Conrad in Futurama. Okay. He was Hermes. All right. I wanted to get to that one. Okay, moving along. All right, Justin Long is Roboto. I love that they have all these other characters that didn't really get much in the mm-hmm. old cartoons. Justin Long, um, Dodgeball. He was mm-hmm. a skinny guy. He used to be in some commercials. Yeah, Jason Mewes, of course, is in it because, you know, Kevin Smith. He's mm-hmm. playing Stinkor. Oh, Kevin had to do that to his buddy, Jason Mewes. That's uh, Jay. Yeah, oh, yeah I, Jay. I, okay. I gotcha. All right, Griffin Newman is Orko. I'm not familiar with that guy. Alan Oppenheimer is Moss Man, as we said before. Kevin Michael Richardson is Beast Man. Perfect. Uh, should I pull up some of his no, voices? No, okay. Kevin Michael, he's, he's a great voice. Henry Rollins, though, is Triclops. That's awesome. Steven Root, he took his stapler and he's cringer. Oh, that's perfect. He, he's a talking cringer again. 
Yeah, well, because uh, Kevin Smith said he wanted to follow up from the original series, so Cringer gets to talk. But Steven Ruud will be a great Cringer. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alicia Silverstone for Queen Marlena. Nice. Harley Quinn Smith as Eilina. Tiffany Smith uh, as Andra. Why does that? I don't know if I know who that is. Cree Summer, Priestess. She's done a lot of voices for a lot of different things. Chris Wood is He-Man. Now, let me take a look here at Chris Wood. I don't recognize him. I want to know what, I want to think about what his voice sounds like. Looks like he's done uh, some matches. Monel on Supergirl. I think I, okay, I think I remember him on Supergirl. I only watched the ones, maybe, you know, two seasons of it. Uh, Monel, I kind of remember him. Let's see, though, something else that I'm going to really recognize. Well, I guess mainly just Supergirl. I remember well, seeing the Vampire that. Diaries, he had a lot in the Vampire Diaries. I didn't watch I know, I, I've not seen it either, but as far as, like, big name things that someone would have done, yeah. that was listed But, there. yeah, so, but he, I, I do remember he's got a good voice, so I think he'll make a good He-Man, and I, I hope he's really good at going between Adam and He-Man, you know? Because, mm. so far, the voice actors done He-Man have been fantastic at that, and especially, you know, I love the uh, the previous voice was, um, wow, and I know, dang it. Because he was Leonardo, and mm-hmm. he's done so many different things. Uh, Liquid Snake, and I, oh, I can't think of his name, and people are yelling it at the at their iPhones. Uh, but he he was He-Man last time, and he was great at going between an Adam, because he was in his... Because when you watch the old Ninja Turtles, Leonardo, he started out with this kind of deeper voice, but then they wanted him to sound younger and younger as the series went, and so he went a bit of a lighter tone. And when you watch He-Man, he's got that lighter lighter Leonardo... That's Adam, and then he switches down to He-Man, and he's got that deep, and so. Okay. Yeah, he was a great He-Man. So this guy, yay! I'm excited. It sounds like a great cast. I can't wait to be able to watch this. But we have to wait, I guess, for a trailer, which that would be in the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Get him, Mama. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. We have more than a dozen active battlefronts, and we are losing nearly every one. Let's take a small squad behind enemy lines. If we're going to find intel, it'll be there. What squad are we taking in? Clone Force 99. They call themselves the Bad Batch. These guys are clones? The cavalry has arrived! The defective clones with desirable mutations. Let's get to work. Remember, this is a stealth mission. So much for stealth. I don't like the look of this. This is a trap. They don't stand a chance. We're going down! Let's finish what we started. Okay, so now this is a weird trailer because it's a TV trailer, but I'm super excited. Um, this Friday, February 21st, and, you know, following, I don't know how many, I think there's only like a handful of episodes, the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars premieres on Friday. Yeah, I see you're not really, you know. You need to I go didn't watch really the show. watch much of it. They do have on Disney Plus, and I started watching some, they have like the 20 episodes that you need to see of Clone Wars. Mm. And and they are. I mean, the first one they watched was a great Yoda episode, and it's oh man, there because there's some there. It's, it was an overall good series, but there were some really standout episodes, and I think they're the ones because I do need to remind myself of some of those extra characters they came up with. But Friday, and we even got to see a little bit more of what some story. We're going to meet Squad Ninety Nine. These are clones that well. I'm going to call them like they had mutations almost. There was something that didn't quite go in the. the uh, cloning process where they ended up different but they ended up almost having like abilities like so they're a specific squad because each one of them has like abilities they ended up with somehow or another that were like a fluke Mm. so we're going to go around this new squad of squad 99 which but i of course and i'm sure i'm not alone in this i want to know what happened to ahsoka in this time Mm. so i want to get to see that you get that in between before we see her in rebels because she's no longer a jedi and there's i mean the way that all ended you know in clone wars for ahsoka was a whoa what the heck you know so i'm i'm interested in that storyline as well friday you're yeah i'm trying to be excited with you and you're like Uh, okay i'm sorry i oh we'll we'll sit and watch some clone wars maybe in this week and and get you ready maybe on friday you'll be interested to watch because it was a good show and so here we go finally season seven 
Now this next, okay, there's a teaser. There's no sense in playing any audio for you on this one. But we got a good look at, at uh, Hopper at Stranger Things 4. And they I found out about this because the hashtag jumped all over Facebook, or not, not necessarily Facebook, but Twitter. The hashtag, he's alive! Which um, I, I kind of want to go back and see, you know, what I talked about you know, after watching all of season three, if I thought he was actually dead. I had a feeling he wasn't really dead because didn't they even show him like they had him locked in a cell in Russia and Heather has not watched season three. So have no clue. Have no clue. But I looking at him, you know, he looks like he has lost some weight, which would make sense if he's been a prisoner and they're forcing him to work on a on the train thing that he would have lost them some weight and being a prisoner. So, of course, you know, he's I don't know if they, you know, they make how much they have him slim down because he was kind of chubby. But uh, he did put a lot of muscle on to play Hellboy, even though nobody saw that movie. So, <laughs> but, you know, he's he's, you know, kind of big guy. So, but yay. So Stranger Things season four. No idea when it's coming, but it's coming. I'd, I'd say, give up, you know, they're they're just teasing us that they it is coming. Personally, it felt like season three was trying to wrap everything up, but they just, you know, they got some new storyline to go with. Uh, so I, I have a feeling it'll probably be maybe 2021. Maybe we'll see this. I don't expect to see it this year because they, you know, they've taken their time. And there's usually a couple years in between each series, but I don't know. But they didn't say. I think they just wanted to be like, oh, yeah, here's Hopper. Time out. The great space coaster will return after these messages. Snap. What a happy sound. Snap is the happiest sound I've found. You may clap, rap, clap, slap, but snap makes the world go round. Snap, crackle, rice krispies. I say it's crackle, but crispy sound. You gotta have crackle or the clock's not wound. Geese cackle, feathers tickle, belts buckle, beats pickle, but crackle makes the world go round. Snap, crackle, rice krispies. I insist that pops the sound. The best is missed unless pops around. You can't stop hopping when the cereal's popping. Makes the world go round. Snap, crackle, pop, rice krispies. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop, rice krispies. Kellogg's best to you. Time in. Now back to the program. Okay, so as we were saying, we were sitting uh, at a, a buffet. We were eating Chinese buffet. Which, uh, all right, all right. So this is this. Can I tell this funny story? Because it's oh, cute. Okay, so like, you know, we're you know, we're trying to realign our budget because now we're in the house and we're you know trying to figure out stuff. And I didn't see any money in the budget really that we could do much. And I was worried, but I had said before I left for work on Friday, well maybe tonight, you know, if I get you know, because I don't know if my paycheck's coming today or tomorrow, but maybe we'll go out to uh, this place called Hunan Garden. You know, it's a Chinese restaurant that's really good. Uh, but I was worried that you know, after I was kind of. Figuring the budget, I said, well, Alec, I don't know if we can really go out because that might get expensive because they're not as cheap as they used to be and blah, blah, blah. So we ended up going to Applebee's instead, and we still ended up spending 40 bucks for dinner on Valentine's Day. I don't Day. need to confess that. Well, but still, you know, I'm, well, I'm trying to not spend, overspend. You know, we're trying to, you know, pay attention to our money a bit better. We're trying to be better about this. Uh, but... So we were like, uh, coming out of church today, we're like, well, okay, we can go for lunch. And I says, oh, you know, I suppose we go over to Asian Buffet, which is a pretty decent buffet. And I said, or we could go over here. And and, and it was funny because you, you piped up and said, like, don't don't say we're going for Chinese and then take it away from me. No, don't dump to a Chinese and then take it away. Yeah, so. which I thought, okay, maybe we think it's adorable. Maybe I think it's adorable, but y'all are like, oh, okay, whatever. But I really I, like Chinese. Yeah, I know. But I thought, oh, I need to get a t-shirt with that on it. And for he you. has done that more than once. We're like, well, maybe we can go. No, we're we don't. Know. We're gonna go somewhere else. No, tell me if we're gonna go for Chinese. Don't bring it up if you're gonna take it away from me. That's how you said it exactly. Don't bring it up if you're gonna take it away from me. That, but it, I thought it was adorable and funny. So we're sitting at this, you know, a buffet, and we're having a talk. As I mentioned before, this started from the from the idea that I was gonna do. Oh, because you know, before we get into that. I have a movie review for you. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Maybe a movie. Yeah, we're gonna be a movie. Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. 
So we were going to talk some video game stuff mainly because I went. Heather didn't want to come with me. She was not feeling very well, I guess, yesterday. So I went by myself to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and all right, so you know, I, I, I want to spoiler-free review as best as I can. And let's just say right off the bat, this was fun. It was probably one of the, one of the better video game adaptions uh, that they've done. You know, Detective Pikachu apparently was based off video game, and I'm not even a Pokemon fan. I thought Detective Pikachu was fun and cute, and I even bought the Blu-ray. And this is, I think, even better than Detective Pikachu was. This was just fun and cute, and Sonic has a few qualities, I think, similar to Stitch. Uh, but basically, what they've tried to do is, you, they, they went ahead for the concept that, you know, instead of pulling back, like if you watch the old Super Mario Brothers live action, it's like they didn't want to fully commit to what Super Mario Brothers really was, and they came up with a really bad idea uh, to go in a different direction. They just said, you know, hey, this is what Sonic the Hedgehog is. He's a super speed blue hedgehog. So making him from another world, from another planet, works in this setup and having him on Earth. And, uh, you know, maybe they do follow a few tropes where, you know, alien comes to Earth, has to keep himself hidden a secret, makes a human friend. But then they have a road trip buddy movie adventure together. You know, so it kept following with that. But it worked. It really worked for this. And with even Dr. Robotnik is kind of a silly character. And they kept the fact his name is Robotnik. But Jim Carrey is full... Uh, I'm not going to say full Ace Ventura mode because, you know, Ace Ventura had a few things that, you know, not necessarily child-friendly. But it was kid-friendly. But it was full tilt Jim Carrey the way those of us in the 90s remember him. Fun and hilarious as Dr. Robotnik. And yet just nasty and mean where he's definitely the bad guy, but he's funny as the bad guy, too, so he's super enjoyable as Dr. Robotnik. And I cannot say enough good things about how much fun I had. I laughed, and, and it has some very cute, adorable moments, uh, and it's just a lot of fun and a great cast. And go see it. Take You can take the whole family. There, I, there was only, I think, one cuss word in there, and it's almost muted completely out. But, I mean, they kept it... This was almost Pixar-level fun with with almost as much heart. It was almost like Pixar. If Pixar wanted to make a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, this is almost what it would have been like. So I, it's a big thumbs up from me. You should go. You should take the whole family, get your popcorn, and just smile and have fun at the movies and laugh together. And even if you've never played a Sonic the Hedgehog video game in your life, you don't need to have. It's just fun and silly and hilarious to disney and beyond i can list out of like favorite disney princesses ariel is number one and one of the things that's come up with that is planet comic-con is coming here in march and jody benson herself is coming and i need to bring something for jody benson to sign because ariel is still my top number one disney princess because she's the first one that i think had a well, there's been some personality in previous ones, but she had the most personality and was funny. I think she's even more fun as a human when she can't speak because she's the way she tries to communicate. And it's just very comical at times and when, when she makes some mistakes. But they, they really had to rely on her being able to express without speaking and the way they animate her. And she's just really, really a lot of fun. At, of course, she's enjoyable before. And I really love Jodie Benson's voice anyway. But... Even they made the character still enjoyable, even when she couldn't speak, because of how she communicates and what they did with her face and very animated. She's just a fun character, and you, she was you really liked Ariel too and wanted to be a mermaid. Well, yeah, when I was a kid, and like um, I mean, I guess the Disney Renaissance, I think that's what they call it. You know, kind of yeah, kind of came about. Um, I think that was like maybe nine or ten or something like that. I think you'd have been nine because eighty nine was okay. Yeah, that would have been nine. Um, but that depends if you saw it in the theater or saw it. Later. No, I saw it in the theater. So, yeah, you'd have been nice. Um, and anyway, so... No, well, you could have been 10. You were born in 79. If it came out during Christmas, I would have been 10. It might have. Anyway, anyway, it didn't matter. Eight or nine. And so um, this was like probably like the first Disney princess that I felt like... Um, I was like, whoa, yeah, this is really cool. And I love Little Mermaid. Absolutely love Little Mermaid. I wanted to be a mermaid. I, I really was like, can this thing work the opposite way? Like, if she can become a human, can I go back and become, like, a mermaid? Because I just love swimming and the water and everything like that. So that was probably, like, my first Disney princess, but it's not my top Disney princess. Like, because when I saw Beauty and the Beast, that Belle kind of eclipsed that. And part of that came from, I love fairy tales i love reading like the the traditional you know source material for a lot of a lot of these um 
uh, you know, movies and things like that that come out, like where did it actually come from? And I knew the story of Beauty and the Beast, loved it, absolutely loved it. So when it came to the, th- you know, the theaters, you know, that was kind of, so Belle is actually my that's your one. number one. That's my number one. She's sitting in it. This is where I was showing the conversation. She sits in a tie in my number two with Rapunzel because I adore Rapunzel too. And so I like Belle Rapunzel, awesome. but I just not, I don't know. Not as much as you like. Not as much as I like Belle. And Ariel is like right there. Yeah. Like would be maybe like my number two, maybe. Um, yeah, if we're talking princesses. Yeah. But Rapunzel, of course, you know, because she, I, I liked her, her optimism, her spirit of, because she's in... It's like she doesn't realize how bad things are for her, never having left that tower. But she just has this positivity and even being... She doesn't seem bored, although the song's like, I'm doing this again. I'm sure there's more room to paint something else, you know. just She's just dealing with her life the best she can. And then she gets a chance to go out into the world. And it's just fun watching her experience... The world outside of her tower, and I still absolutely love the scene of going. This is best day ever. Oh, I'm such a horrible person. That I love that whole scene, and even the way that she can go into like the ugly duckling and turn all that around. You know, like this horrible person. But you know, haven't you guys ever had a dream? And she can just like, just Rapunzel's just awesome. And I love what she does with her hair when she whips around. They swing off of her hair, and this she's just was a lot of fun. So, but I can agree with you, like, Belle being pretty awesome, and I like her inquisitiveness, and she, you know, although she gets kind of into trouble doing it, trying to investigate a good mystery, and she is smart, you know, you did see that, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, reading all the books and everything, and it's it's fun watching her kind of outsmart Gaston in her own ways mm-hmm. when dealing with, she's, she's awesome, yes, but I guess we already talked about Belle, but she's awesome, but that's why I have that tie with Rapunzel, because they both are just have these fun qualities that I really adore, of uh, both of them, they're just kind of fun. So, but I can't, I can't really, so from that point on, we were trying to figure out, like, classic princesses, where could we put, like, a number three and whatever, and blah, 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 but they're like, well, well, there's all kinds of great females. Yeah, we went back to, like, classic uh, uh, princesses, because ours tend to be the newer ones that came out when we grew up. We're trying to think of, like, um, you know, princesses that would have been, like, you know, like Walt Disney would have introduced, like, yeah. Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and um, and Cinderella and that kind of thing. And yeah. we realized that there there wasn't maybe a lot of princesses, even though there were female characters, you know, like Lady yeah. and the Tramp and, um, you know, like, then the Rescuers and... Um, I Throughout the long you know, history, there's lots yeah. of females, but they don't weren't weren't all princesses. Not no, not all of them were princesses. Yeah, and um, and so so there's actually very few Disney princesses for as much as they get teased for the Disney princess trope. There isn't that many. Mm-mm. And and so then I I kind of looked up like so what does it really take to be a quote unquote Disney princess? And this is of course you found like the what the marketing yeah the toys was, their current conditions which I don't give a rat's rear end about any of that I just like the Disney females yeah because there there's characters that are female that I like that they're not that they're not necessarily princesses like Alice I mean I like I love Alice in Wonderland yeah and so Alice is not and a she's princess she's a neat character too she she's yes she's very peculiar she's just as peculiar yeah. as the land that she goes in which i think yeah. is very much on she, purpose she has kind of yeah. a, a grow a growing process in there because she mm-hmm. imagines this world where anything is just exactly what it wouldn't be and then when she gets in there and has it all full tilt it's very frustrating she, and yes. she grows up a little she kind of like she gets what she asks for because she at the beginning mm-hmm. now i'm talking about the cartoon one not the not the live you know the, the more recent one the the cartoon yeah, one. which i can, I can so the cartoon those. one she you know she starts talking to cat like no if i had a world it would all be nonsense like you know and and everything would just be nonsense and nothing would make sense and you would be able to talk dinah like she's talking to her cat and then when she gets what she wants everything is nonsense but it's almost too nonsensical, and she kind of has to learn that, okay, well, maybe, like, you know, complete nonsense maybe is not quite as much. Um, and so um, when we were talking about, um, well, and we when we our princess kind of eclipsed into kind of um, female characters, we were just naming off princesses, and I came up with, because I love Brave. I think Brave is, yeah. is great. And we were talking about how, you know, we both really liked... Um, the queen character, and I'm trying to have a hard time remember her name. Yeah, I can't think. I bet it's in this list. I was going to go um, through because it's easier. And there's an alphabetical list that I'm looking at that has um, pretty much every one. And but, we'll probably get to her later if we go through the list. We'll have her name. But anyway, so she she being actually a little more um, respectable. She, respect, easy brave. to respect kind of character. 
in Brave rather than Merida. Merida is like kind of like the spoiled princess, basically, she and she is, has, in her has own to way. learn. You know, bravery is not just about bows and arrows; that it can also be about what the mom Stepping is trying, trying to teach her. Angry warlords fighting over each other and being able to walk into the room and stop and bring peace. Mm-hmm. The queen was the brave one. So. Um, you know, like Lady and Lady mm. and the Tramp, you know, like that, that's characters. That You're like, hopping everywhere and I'm trying to get on the next one. Well, I, that's because that's the way know. our discussion went. I we know, but I'm trying to cover as many as that I, that I really, like, characters we really like. Because yes, Lady, Lady is a, a, a spoiled princess in her own mm-hmm. way too. And she has some growing up and learning a lot of things and a growth, growth arc when she suddenly gets out there in a muzzle and out mm-hmm. there on the street. Her 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 big redeeming thing is loyalty. She is loyal to her family. That's true. But that's a dog. Loyal, that's, you know, to to you know even this, the even this tramp that she just met and kind of you know anyway. So moving on to but yeah, loyalty was one of the big factors of that that film. It was dedicated to dogs and the loyalty and how great they are. But mm-hmm. I'm starting to go down this alphabetical order list, and I found well, here's Ada from A Bug's Life. There's princess a, there's Ada. A princess. Yeah. Yes. And but I guess one of the to be and official princesses. Bonnie Hunt did voice that in that one even. I think it was because Bonnie Hunt did a lot of great. Because there for characters. a while, Pixar had certain characters that always had to be in yeah. the in there. And I don't yeah. like Ada because she's trying to grow as a leader and trying to be you know because she's going to become the new queen mm-hmm. and she's got to deal with Flick. Her and Flick are actually very similar. In, yeah, in many, way. many ways, of trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and Ad, I think Ada is a pretty cool character. I like Ada. Mm-hmm. I like the little girl too, Dot. She's just cute. Dot's cute, yeah. She's cute. Um, and then there, there one that came you already up. Already mentioned Aurora. Yeah, the, uh, one that came up that while we were talking was like Bianca from the Rescuers. Yes. Um, and I actually, as a kid, I was able to watch this in in the movie theaters. It was one of the first animated. Bernard. We couldn't but remember Bernard, Bernard's name. I just Bernard. Uh But anyway, Bianca. I like Bianca because she's. She's just, you know, he's a mouse, but she's the brave one. And because yeah. Bernard's always a little reluctant and everything. Yeah, because and... he's never done this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He kind of gets pulled into it by accident. And Bianca's just like, mm-hmm. we're having an adventure. Isn't that wonderful, Bernard? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, she's just, everything's great and wonderful in Bianca land. Yep. She's like, oh, we're going to go and save the little girl. And Bernard's just like trying to keep up. And But I love Bernard, mainly because, I mean, his Bob... Bob Newhart. Come Bob on. Newhart, yeah. You gotta love... You gotta love Bernard just gotta for that. Newhart, yep. I haven't watched that in a long time. We're gonna have to pull that one out and watch uh, we did kind of mention the blue fairy in Pinocchio. That yeah. She's not in there much, but for the brief time she's in there, she's a really mm-hmm. neat character. And that's another one, too. If you go and actually read the story, the blue fairy has, has plays a much more integral role in everything. Um, but we also talked about how like the original fairy tales are not... Yeah, I like the movie necessarily better. ...necessarily ending... I listened to the audiobook of Pinocchio, and I love the movie much better. Yeah. Which we did kind of mention, like Esmeralda, Hunchback in Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You might not enjoy the book at all. It's rough, no, and everybody probably... dies, but I don't want to read it because of, you know, but I love that movie, and Esmeralda was a pretty cool character. Yeah, and in the book she pivotal. wasn't, yeah, anyway, we, we could talk about books versus, you know, yeah. but yeah, it, it, it they're very different. And, so, and she's not quite a Disney princess, and apparently they tried to make her a part of the Disney princess line, but she didn't sell very well. Yeah. So I, I don't know, maybe little girls didn't like her. I thought she was pretty cool, though. And well, she I had a good know, heart. I don't know if The Hunchback was as a it big wasn't a success. Kid movie. It wasn't really... And yeah, no, it was. It was very different. It was very it grown was, up, and it was dark. It was darker, but it's so. I think a lot of the kids have grown up can come back and watch it and really find a lot of stuff that they can enjoy about it now. But people mm-hmm. who were you know kids at the time, I don't know if they would have gotten it because there are some mm-hmm. serious darker themes to that. And it's such a great movie. I well, love. I loved it, it the first time I watched it. It came out about the same time that she got these juggernaut, juggernauts like uh, you know. Uh, it was Beauty, a Beauty movie. and the Beast, and and you know, um, Little Mermaid, and then like this is their next thing that you know they're gonna do. I don't remember exact order, but it's about that time. So when it's it, post Pocahontas, it, and... yeah, when it doesn't turn out quite as well as you know they. But it's it, such a anyway. great movie. Yeah, it, I don't uh, think I've ever come across anybody who didn't like it. And I, I still, and so. I, I tell Jeremy, and you know, I seem like it all the time. Like the guy who voiced him saying. For, yeah, he did for a really Quasimodo. Great job. Oh, I love his voice. It's yeah. so great. And both people, I think, became more of a character here lately with Toy Story 4, which you still haven't seen. We're going to have to go watch that one. Yeah. And I, even with uh, the Lamp Life. But, you know, Annie Potts is just an adorable type, fun person anyway. Mm-hmm. Even when she's playing, like, the, there's like two versions of Janine Melnitz, really, because the first movie, she's like this grumpy, but she's fun as a grumpy. Like, yeah, Ghostbusters, what do you want? You mm-hmm. know? And then you get like a completely different Janine in the second Ghostbusters. I don't know why, but but Annie Potts is just always fun, 
And I love her as Bo Peep, and she got to do a lot more in Toy Story 4, and I, I really liked her in that one. And in Lamp Life was really, really fun, which I didn't have you have watched because I don't want to spoil anything because you need to watch Toy Story 4. Okay. So, all right, um, moving on. Um, oh, well, okay, I've got to throw that. Isn't it Chic Shot, wasn't it? But the, the wife... Uh, and I can't think of the, the actress's name who played that wife, but she was a fun oh, character. The from Emperor's, Emperor's New, Groove. New Groove, yeah, did like her, did definitely like her. All right, we're gonna. All right, so Cinderella, uh, I, you know, one thing I like is Cinderella. She, she's an embodiment of hope. Yeah, she's as down as she could get, mm-hmm. but she has hope mm-hmm. and has a great song about dreams. But then she wakes up. Ah, oh, but yeah, you gotta love Cinderella mm-hmm. and uh, brilliantly voiced, and even the song. She has with the the when she's screaming the, the scene when she's singing the, the sing little nightingale, mm-hmm. uh, the the voice actors uh, did that was great. I want to um, now I'm gonna along. I'm gonna throw one like okay so I know the Black Cauldron kind of did not turn, to, yes. did not turn out quite as well as you know maybe those of us who loved the book had hoped and people that made the movie as hoped. But Ilanwe as a character, I love Ilanwe. And, and I like her better in the books. Yes, you you need to read the books for yes. the Black Cauldron because it doesn't even start with the Black Cauldron. It starts the with the Book, book of Three. three. So I, I I appreciate their attempt to try to draw uh, attention to that book series because it is an amazing book series. Um, but Ilanwe is one of those princesses because she is a princess. Yeah. That doesn't make the princess status, if you will. Yeah, but I, they're talking about trying to do it again, but maybe live action, so maybe she can get that Disney princess movie. Yeah. But uh, do we want to say anything for Duchess of Aristocats? I know you love that movie. Um, yeah, I like Duchess, and it's, of course it's um, is, is it Ava Gabor. I think it's Ava, I think it's, I think it was it's Ava, Ava Gabor that voices it, which is perfect. Because she's also Bianca, I believe. Um, so. Yes, and so it's it's perfect. It's it's a cute film about cats. I haven't watched that long. I've only watched it once, I think, with you. We own yeah. it. Yeah, we own it. We need to watch that but one it's, again, it's, too. It is cute. But then, um, uh, before Ilanwe is on the list, Elastigirl, like Helen Parr, got along. I guess, she, you know, Elastigirl or Mrs. Incredible. I guess I guess I go yeah. with Elastigirl more. She is a really cool character. and I, She's very spunky. I don't always like her as much as maybe... She's very... She has that, that complete mother tone that I understand her as that mother. Mm-hmm. But my favorite bit is when she is sneaking into the base in the first Incredibles. Yeah. And you have some good. just fun moments where she's getting stuck in doors when she mm-hmm. looks, you know, checks herself in the mirror. And then, you know, how cool she flaps herself in the ceiling and then get hit. But her whole sneak in and everything she does is just super cool. Like doing the swing across on the trains. I mean, come on. She was pretty awesome. I like Elastigirl. Mm-hmm. So... Moving right along. I'm going to skip Elsa. Eve! Eva! Yeah. From Wally. From Wally. That's cute. I like Wally better than Eva. <laughs> well, I do. He was a fun character, Eve, though. Eve's the one that she she changes a lot during she it. She really does. Wally stays consistent. He's still the same sweet, adorable robot. Like, as, and, and Although he, we almost lose him. And he causes oh. change throughout. But Eve's probably one of the ones. That is, other than the captain, like, this is the, the biggest change yeah. like, in the whole thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know if she'd be at the top of my She's not on top list. of the list. But I, I'm, we're, we're not going a list anymore. We're just going in like some of the ones that we just love. Um, oh, the fairy godmother from Cinderella. You gotta love her. Mm-hmm. You do. Uh, and you know, the live action was not bad. But the original animated, you know, come on. Um, That's great. I'm, I'm jumping down. We got a list in front of us of like everything. But I. But there's so many great characters. We, we I even know, talked we about don't... Giselle a little bit. But Giselle was almost a parody. I just love Amy Adams. Amy Adams, just she's just fun. We don't have time to go through the whole list. Yes, we do. I'm not going to do every single one um, on the list, but I'm picking. But Jane. I always liked Honey Lemon on Big Hero 6 too. Oh, she was cute. I... Yeah. She's just adorable. And I like her chemical mixed stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's just... In the comics, uh, she's very different because she can open portals and grab what she needs out of portals. Oh, so and it's a very very different thing, mm-hmm. but in the I like the adapting of you know it's, it's like a Marvel movie that's not part of any Marvel stuff. Where have, they're having her chemical things that she can put all these chemicals and have these little element bombs. That was cool. I, I liked Honey Lemon. I actually liked Honey Lemon and her her powers a lot better than the other girl that it was very you know very spunky and very yeah you know her, like her I, I liked I liked Honey Lemon yeah. better because. Um, you know, it's just just cleverness and anyway. yeah. So anyway, on to Jane. Jane Porter from, from Tarzan. Tarzan. Yay! 
And daddy, they took my boot. Yeah, see that that <laughs> opening scene where she like meets Tarzan is is like the best where they yes. first first meet. I guess it's not the opening, but well, her, her, but her her introducing into the story. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, she's a great character and everything. I and like she's her. she kind of got that smart new biology smart from what they knew at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a great character. Do we want to talk too much about Jasmine? Jasmine's cool, but Jasmine's good. She's she's another Disney princess. Um She's not one... I tend to look princesses that I can identify with. Like, when we're talking princess. Like, Belle, I can identify that with. Because I love my books, and I yeah. like my studiousness, and and sometimes I get myself yeah. into trouble, and I don't mean to, you yeah. know... And Jasmine's cool in her own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. It's yeah. Just, um, not one of my tops. Jessica Rabbit, though. You gotta love Jessica Rabbit. Because you never know what she's up to. And she's, she was just that cool character. I like Jessica Rabbit. I mean, she she served a purpose, and like some of, she has some funny gags, but I don't know. And, she yeah, didn't she's really... not bad. She's just drawn that way. But I like it when the first time you watch it, you don't know what's going on with her. You don't know whether to can trust her or not. And then you're then when she meets back up towards the end, you realize she was trying to help Roger this whole time and just doing it in a weird ways, like hitting him with a frying pan because she was trying to hide him. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just oh, come on, Jessica Rabbit. She's yeah. fun. But she's more not, fun not because I want to see more stuff with just her and Roger together because they're just such an odd couple. I love them. Just because they're weird. Because you got to love Roger. Yeah, I like Roger. Yeah. I, I just, the two of them together, it's just, a, it's such a funny thing that, you know, it just grabs, just cool. Like Jesse and Toy Story too. We mentioned Jesse, yeah, yeah, in our discussion too. Yeah, because because Jesse is just, she's just fun Jesse's and just... rootin' tootin' and fun. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, okay. I, I do love Kanga and Winnie the Pooh. Kanga is just fun. She's Lucy, very motherly. We, Lucy, Lucy Pevensey. I like her better in the books. Mm-hmm. They did She's the, not my favorite character in the books, though. The I really like her. Um, yeah. The um, now, of course, this this is um, in reference to like the Chronicles of Narnia that that Disney did. Yeah. Um, and I thought the char- the. Uh, the, the actress, actress did pretty good for she Lucy. did good i really enjoyed lucy yeah um, she did good i still like the character better in the books but she's not my favorite character of the books who's your favorite character in the books Besides, i mean as, as, aslan is, is awesome like yeah, we all, we all, let's... i really actually like reap cheap a lot too i loved reap cheap mm-hmm. but they didn't get to i think do as much with reap cheap because they did well no they got into the don treader didn't they and that one turned out pretty good, but the movies yeah. were not as good as the books. Well, you, um, yeah, you got. I love the story arc, though. Also, I mean, cause there's so many other characters besides the Pevensies mm-hmm. that they never got into. Because I kind of like Puddle Glum. Board, yeah, I, yeah, I love Puddle Glum. I got a too. soft spot for Puddle Glum. Yeah, but uh, oh, the horse and his boy Shasta. I, I don't know. know. He's that's, probably that's your most re- book. he's no, most relatable character. I think mm-hmm. uh, to me, I, you know, I understand him, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I want a good movie of that. All right, but uh, I want to keep sliding along here because Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Do we have to say anything? It's Mary Flippin' Poppins. Practically perfect in every way. Yes. You gotta love Mary Poppins. I mean, that's um, that's still my favorite Disney live action. Now, you like Megara, don't you? I um, like, her, uh, I you think like I the like actress, that song. The song, yeah. That song, well, and the actress played Belle. Um, Meg is kind of a neat character, but I love that song. Don't I won't say I'm in love. That's the mm-hmm. best song in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, but I wasn't going to jump on it. I was like, well, yeah, that's a good one. Let's see. But sliding along. There's a cat meowing in the background. Uh, Mulan. We got to stop at Mulan. Oh, yeah, you have to be I love, Mulan. Mulan is a cool character. Mulan is one of the ones that's like an official princess, even though she's not a princess. She's not at all. Because <laughs> but they put her in the fish. Yeah, movie. because she's done something like really, yeah. you know, awesome. And she, I'm, I'm and I like in the cartoon she uses her smarts because they're impossible odds. They're not going to win that battle, but she gets mm-hmm. smart and causes that avalanche. Well, and I like it too. I don't know. Maybe this is me getting on my my soapbox a little bit, but physically women can't do all the things that guys do even in like a combat situation and people would be mad at me for this but i like the way that she overcomes it with her her brains yeah that it's not she doesn't have to physically compete but she can mentally compete and and still do great things like i i really like mulan mulan's one of yeah, my she, she's pretty um, darn awesome one of mine that's that's really up there 
Oh, they have Peggy Carter Peggy on Carter. the list. Peggy Carter, yes. Peggy Carter. Love Peggy Carter. I don't know if we need to say anymore. Peggy Carter was awesome. I, I did not get through the second um, season. I didn't either, but I think it's on Disney+. Plus. We need to I watch really, that. I, I really loved her. Yeah, she was yeah. pretty awesome. I think they're going to be doing some more with it. Uh, there was somebody else I saw on the list. We already t- Oh, well, there we go. Queen Eleanor was Eleanor, the one Eleanor, yeah. Okay, we already talked about uh, Rapunzel. Uh, I remember Rita being pretty cool in all her company. Not enough to where I'm just going to jump out. Sally! Sally Makes the is the hero of Nightmare Before Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas, yeah. She's the only one that really got the Christmas thing. She didn't realize that she got Christmas. Mm-hmm. But like because she's showing some care and some love to Jack and making that whole gift for her. And that's when she gets the vision of the, the tree thing. Cause she's And I love the way Santa says, she's the only one around here that makes any sense. I'm like, mm-hmm. go with Sally. I love Sally. Because following when I first watched it, when you try to follow Jack's story, he's the one that ruins Christmas. But he's he's looking for love, but he doesn't understand he doesn't, that that's, that's what That's why he doesn't really understand for. Christmas. He doesn't understand love, even though he gets a great sign of it. And I love when he gets the crit that does this poof little thing for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Because But Sally does get it. So I think they learn from that. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, yes, Sally's the real hero of that because Jack is, you know, he, he destroys Christmas. Wait, I haven't seen so. Tiana yet. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, well, well, I like Tiana. Yeah, yeah, Tiana was pretty. I, I like that she was Absolutely. a hard worker, but she had to learn more about Tiana is actually up there and, for me for Disney princesses. She really is. She's I, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I really, really like Princess and the Frog, and yeah, it is I really a good do. Movie. Yeah, it is a definitely um, a good movie. I wonder. Okay, now they and have. There she is. They have listed here as a sprite for Fantasia, and I'm not sure which sprite they're talking about. There's a whole bunch of them. I think they're just being generic. But I I love the fairies in Fantasia, like all over. Here we go, Tinkerbell! Yay! Mm. Uh, I prefer her when uh, she's just tinkles, and you don't understand what she says. I haven't watched Mm -hmm. any of the ones where they she's got a voice, but I guess it makes sense she has a voice in this because she's talking to other fairies, so other fairies would understand her. Yeah. So that makes sense. But Tinkerbell, I just I. Because really, because oh, and wow, and it just went right out of my head. Um, the lady who was I've got to talk to her, model for her, who, who did all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Why did that jump out of my head? And I even just replayed the audio last week. And then Margaret Carey, because mm-hmm. Margaret Carey is just such a delight, and she is just Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. And so to me, to Margaret Carey just embodies Tinkerbell and just had that little spunk and attitude and sense of fun and adventure. That's Tinkerbell. And even though she's she's kind of a problem in the movie, she's she's a bit of an antagonist because of her jealousy. But she's just such a fun character. You gotta love Tinkerbell. Just because Tinkerbell. Uh, and then moving along here. One in there. I, okay. Well, Violet's kind of a neat character. Vixie's kind of a neat character. Wendy from Peter Pan, you know. It's, it's Wendy's Wendy. cool. Because it's Wendy. And, and I don't, I'm I don't the know fan. if people realize it, but that name actually was generated from that book. It did not exist until really? the author wrote Peter Pan. Wendy well, is neat. a name that he entirely made up. But one other one I'm going to go over here because she is also an enjoyable female character is Ursula. And I'm not thinking of where they got it. They're pulling from George of the Jungle, which it's still a fun movie. You're I'm talking about the villain. It. I'm uh, talking about Ursula. Ursula, the villain. She was one of the coolest villains. Let's face it, she really is. We, we could do, do an entire show on villains. villains, yeah. Yeah, because I would, I could pull in the animated version of Maleficent back in because mm-hmm. she's, she's also one of those villainesses that was just so cool, and I love she because you're an embarrassment to the forces of evil. You know, mm-hmm. she's awesome. But so there's other than hearing us, we could go into villains and villainesses and do an entire show on that as well. Uh, but I think we had some fun covering at least all these things that we like about all these great characters, uh, and there's more we probably could have mentioned, but we tried to do speed through. Because yeah, we don't want to, we can't talk about every one of them, but we do have some favorites. But what are some of your favorites? Why don't you send us an email and let me know what some of your favorite characters. If we didn't mention your favorite, because uh, there's some neat characters in Atlantis, and that's one of those, you know, often overlooked. I need to maybe watch it again. Well, we even, in our discussion, we even kind of went into you mentioned Kida. Male, male characters, too. Like, um, I love Raymond. Raymond. Well, we'll do that some other Raymond. time. I love I love the Ray, yeah, little love, Ray, Ramon, you, Ramon know, Ramon, you just call me Ray. Yeah, there's a lot of great male characters, and maybe we'll do that sometime too. Yeah, that'll be fun. And villains, there's just running through characters. It's just a fun conversation. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And like I said, send me an email if we didn't mention yours. Let me know what's what's one of your favorite characters that we didn't mention. You're one of your favorite ladies, female characters that is a heroine in her own way. And even if she doesn't seem like the hero, she actually is. Like Sally. And they don't have to be human. They can be They don't have too. to be human. I see. Because Nala, we kind of discussed Nala because she was on some sort of list. But Nala, is she's pivotal. But she's not one of my tops. Yeah. So. 
Because I, you know, she she definitely gets things rolling in the Lion yeah. King. But anyways, let us know. Uh, and you know, comment. You know, send us an email. Leave us a review on iTunes and everything. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you.